We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG-TV. That's right. You can find us on Twitch every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us as we interview guests, we do live loops, and sometimes we have in-studio performances. Tune in at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. Also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Moded Studios has all your favorite patches and apparel. Go check them out. Some of the hottest sellers are the Wu-Tang patches. Get a Wu-Tang patch that represents your country, your sports team, or just your favorite design. ModedStudios.com. Now on with the show. Se chiesto come stai, se tu mi avessi chiesto mi hai pensato, t'avrei risposto bene, certo sai, ti parlo però senza fiato, mi perdo nel tuo sguardo colossale, la stella Ridi no, così non vale Non parlo e se non parlo poi sto male Quanto tu amate, quanto t'amo non lo sai E non lo sai perché non te l'ho detto mai Anche se resto in silenzio Tu lo capisci da te Quanto t'amo lo sai, non l'ho mai detto e non te lo dirò mai nell'amore, le parole non contano, conta la musica. Avessi chiesto che si fa se tu mi avessi chiesto dove andiamo, t'avrei risposto dove il vento va. Le nuvole fanno ricamo, mi piove sulla testa un temporale, il cielo nascosto sei tu.
Today's guest, Philomena Croci, with Quanto Teo Amato, uh, and that's featuring Tiago Laguerria and Armand Van Wick. I apologize if I'm pronouncing those atrociously, but I just loved this song, and um, it, it just struck me, and I wanted to throw this on at the beginning. So, thank you, Philomena. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Philomena Croce. Now, Philomena is from Italia, or in English, that means Italy. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Um, No, I was very happy to have Philomena on the podcast. She is uh, an incredible singer, as you could hear. As she sang that beautiful song, I don't know what she's saying, but it sounds real pretty, and she sings it real nice. So, let me ride. Uh, no, but uh, she uh, she was just a joy to talk to, and she has a new album that's coming out, or uh, excuse me, a new EP, I should say. Uh, it's called Love Will Come Back, and that's going to be dropping this month. I'm not sure on the exact date, but go and follow Philomena on Instagram, and she, you can find her at uh, Instagram.com at or i'm sorry instagram.com slash philomena philomena underscore croce so f-i-l-o-m-e-n-a underscore c-r-o-c-e go follow her on instagram and stay up to date with what she is doing right now right this second go follow her all the links are in the show notes we'll get to philomena in just a moment but first go check out Raina mystique at reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com go check out her latest single called stew she's also streaming on the twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash mystique you can also uh, find her on on the streams uh, uh, tuesdays and thursdays at 7 a.m eastern standard time and saturdays sometime during the day i think <laughs> 
it's kind of a wild car in those days. But go definitely check out Rain of Mystique. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch as well. We are streaming Mondays and Fridays at 1 p.m. on Mondays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can, Also, today, 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 if you're listening to this on the 17th, it's Ash Wednesday and Jesus is on this live stream. I'm just kidding. It's not the real Jesus. It's actually Jesus Molina is on the podcast today on the live stream. So if you're listening to this right now and and you know who Jesus Molina is, you know who he is. He's that dude who's playing all those Nords, all like real fancy and super good. And he plays like every instrument you can even ever imagine. Uh, You know who Jesus Molina is. I am so stoked. So that's today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go and tune in and ask this living legend, this Berkeley graduate, this this Nord endorsed player, this the the poster child of the Nam show. Every year he he goes in and makes a splash. Go check him out. Uh, come through Twitch.tv/We Speak English Good. Again, today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can also leave a, uh, you can like, subscribe, and review. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the TikToks, the Discords. You can uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Please do subscribe or follow. It helps. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube where you can find this very episode in video form right now by clicking that link in the show notes so you can subscribe to our youtube it has all the videos on there from the live stream and it also has some music tutorials and some silly shit that i like to throw in there just for fun also you can subscribe to us on twitch twitch it'll cost you a couple bucks but let me tell you something that money's going to a good place if you like this show and you want to shush up ha if you want to support, I don't know what I was trying to say there. If you want to support this show, uh, it, it's one of the best ways is to come through to the live stream. And you don't have to subscribe, but you can, And but it'll cost you a few dollars. Honestly, I just want to see you guys in the live stream. I think it would be so amazing. When I see listeners in the live stream, it makes me so happy. So please come on over, enjoy the live stream, ask some questions. Maybe you don't want to ask questions. Maybe you want to just sit there and listen, whatever. But you can listen live. Come check it out, baby boo. Also, uh, you can review. You can leave a review for us on iTunes. Now, this is if you want to show support for the show and you don't have a lot of cash, no worries. The show is free. It'll always be free. But you can go and show some support by leaving a review on iTunes or anywhere you can leave a review for the show. It helps us to be found in the algorithm podcast universe stuff so please do come through uh what else we got oh you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com okay okay my brain is all scrambly i've been awake since 3 a.m i had a tooth pulled the other day and it hurts i woke up in the middle of the night and my mouth was full of blood and uh and it hurt really bad so i, I took a bunch of pills and i just stayed awake i, I mostly st- scrolled for like an hour and a half it was so gross like that hour and a half i could have just been doing the podcast and getting shit done no i sat in bed and i (laughs) scrolled 
for an hour and a half. How disgusting can one man be? Well, there you have it. Anyways, okay. <laughs> I'll talk more about that on the other side, maybe. I don't know. Uh, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the 300th episode with Ari O'Neill. It was amazing for me to talk to her. Uh, also on the show, on the live stream on Friday, we have Holden uh, Roy Stefan. He is a rapper out of Montreal. He uh, also does the Behind That Suit podcast, which is on Twitch and Facebook. And he, he restreams. He's one of those restreamers. So uh, <laughs> go check him out. Uh, you can come through to the live show as well at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, followed directly by Cypher Deluxe, which will feature uh, community members coming through to, to display their talents through the Discord. So it's a good time. I I highly suggest you guys coming through with those bars. Okay, guys, let's get into it. Again, Philomena Croce has a new EP coming out called Love Will Come Back. It's coming out sometime this month. And uh, just just go to her Instagram to stay up to date, which is Instagram.com slash Philomena underscore crochi there is a link in the show notes to all her socials and her music so please do go and click on there and show your girl some love all right put your hands together for my new friend and yours the incredibly talented philomena crochi Philomena, where are you originally from? I, I know you're in Rotting, Rot, Rotter, Rotterdam. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Rotterdam. Rotterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh, don't worry, don't worry. Actually, right now I'm um, in Italy for the holidays. Oh, I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I, which um, I, which I assumed with a name like Philomena Croce. I, I just, I'm sorry, I keep doing the accent. It's horrible. I will stop doing that. Although I'm so used to it. So <laughs> don't worry, I'm, don't worry. Wait a second. That that feels like a compliment. Are you telling me that my my Philomena is a is a, a good representation of the Italian accent? Mm. <laughs> no, it's not. From from outside Italy, yes, but okay. not from Italy, really. <laughs> right, right. No one's walking around going Filomena. <laughs> well, they might. I don't know. No, 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 <laughs> not in Italy. No. So uh, originally, I am Italian. Uh, I've been living in the Netherlands um, for five years, over five years. Uh-huh. Um, first in Zvola and then in Rotterdam. What 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 sort of uh, well? Let's back up a little and let me read this right now because one of our uh, one what, what of our, our chat members here is uh, put down some records and I wanted to read them out here. By the way, I'll be talking to the chat as well. Just so just so you know, we're, we have like a three-way conversation going on here. So it'll be me and you plus the chat. So if anybody has any questions for Filomeno, please do use your fresh bars or your channel points. That helps me keep track of stuff. But George, Joan Arma Tra Traden? I don't even... I've never even heard of that person. My goodness. Track record. Canadian pressing. Hearts and Flowers. AM. Wow, so you're like a real like vinyl head. 
See, I like vinyl because I like to listen to it, and I like the fact that it has like this big artwork and stuff. But but I don't get into like the the pressing dates and like the original, you know, where it was pressed. Are you into vinyl, Philomena? Do you, do you like vinyl? Do you like records? Yeah, I do, of course. Well, I'm a musician. Right. Well, I'm saying so. the, like, but the actual like going out and buying vinyl, like the record, like a thirty-three and a half, you know, LP. Yeah, no, I don't really do it. I did it for a present. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I don't really do it. But of course, I. uh, Well, I'm sure you love music. I mean, (laughs) how weird would it be if you're like, I don't like music, but I am a musician? (laughs) Yeah, I hate my job so much. No, no, that's not true. Of course, of course. I've been doing it for 20 years now. Wow, that's awesome. So it's a very long time. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, man, look at you, Gloria Gaynor. Now, I know Gloria Gaynor. Um, wow, look at these, like, pressings. Yeah, Vital, uh, my older brother's been collecting heavy metal records. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I've got a, I got a couple Metallica original pressings that I, I got from some older cats that gave it to me. Yeah, man, I, I love those older metal records. Uh, so when did you when did you realize that you had a talent for singing when was that when did that come into play in your life uh so well it was pretty long ago now (laughs) i was 10 Uh and uh, well there was an audition at school for a choir and um i participated and i passed it so i was like okay let's do it and um yeah, it was not for a very long time, that one. But after that one, I decided, okay, let's continue and do the next one. Yeah. So I went on another choir. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just I just um, decided that I wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah, it, and, it, uh, yeah. I was not really thinking about, you know, my talent or anything. It was just, you know, something that um, made me happy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I continued to do it, and and it it became a job. But you know, it's it's, it's just something evolving. It was not because I decided that I wanted to uh, right. become a musician. In the end, it just came for itself. <laughs> what do you think that you would have been doing if music hadn't come into your life? I I often think about this a lot, actually. Uh, what 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 do you think that you would have done if music wouldn't have come into your life? Oh my God, that's such a difficult question. <laughs> no, I know because you're just a, you're just making assumptions. But I mean, I, I think it's fun to think about alternative, uh, you know, timelines. What what could have happened, right? What what could be? I don't know. I, I mean, have you ever thought of that? I mean, do you do you even have it? I mean, because like I'm, I'm sure for some people, it's like I never thought about anything else. I just want to do music. I don't even care about nothing else. But but you know, like. Uh, in America, we have this thing where we like to tell our, our artists, our young artists, to not pursue art because it's not a very lucrative path in life. And oh, in Italy, it's the same. It's the same. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we, we have no appreciation for our artists, but we... But you know, we want to hear their music once we like them. I, I don't know. It, 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 it's a strange relationship, I think, that we have with, with art and artists, right? Because... On one hand, we love art, we consume art, we, we listen to music, we you know go to the museum. But on the other hand, we're telling our children who might have a propensity towards the arts that 
that we shouldn't uh, that that you shouldn't go into that field or make sure you go get an education, go to college because you know when you inevitably fail as a musician or an artist, you have something to fall back on and be miserable for the rest of your life. So make sure you go to college and get a degree in something that's um, you know that that that's that's a you know a viable option for for work which is just a parent looking out for their kid and it's not like it's a it's not like it's a mean thing that they're doing but i feel like that that's something that's sort of programmed into our culture how is that over in italy is it sort of the same like we say hey you you tell them you know you, you be a musician but you know, make sure you have something to fall back on. Is that sort of a common thread? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the same. I think, yeah, it's, well, maybe not in every country in the world, but in many places, it's the same. Like the the way of thinking is the same. I've I've been told that many times. (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah. Right. (laughs) Musicians usually uh, hear that a lot. But I did get two degrees, so <laughs> in music, though, yeah. in music. So I, I am a master of music. Uh, right, yeah, and but, you've made yeah, a of living course. off of it, and that's what you do, right? Yeah. You're you're full time musician. So what do you say to people who, you know, looking back, what would you say to people if you know what you know now, that would tell you, hey, don't go into music. It's not a very stable job. What would you tell them now? So if they told me, to yeah, me, I mean, yeah, yeah, because because from your your vantage point, looking back, right, like when you're looking back as a kid and people are telling you don't do that because of this, knowing what you know now, how what would you say to those people who are saying, hey, you know, do something else? Um, well, probably the same as I did when it what, happened. What did, <laughs> anyway, what it's did, just. I don't, I don't mind. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know, I, I just want to do what I want to do. And I, I don't really care about other people's uh, opinion. Well, mm-hmm. I've been hurt mm-hmm. by people, people's opinions. Right. Of course, I still, I still am because it, it's not that it disappeared completely, mm-hmm. you know, prejudice from people, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I would just ignore it. Like I, uh, I did already. <laughs> Which so. I, I just ignored it. But what, what what would you say to people who would be like, "Hey, maybe think about another career"? When someone would say that to you, what what was your yeah. response? I would say, you know, I really understand your concern. <laughs> I if I put yeah. myself in your shoes, well, right. maybe I would even say the same. Mm. But um, you know, I know that it's gonna be difficult, but. Yeah. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna keep going with uh, what I want to do. What, what do you think? In a very polite way, though. I'm, I'm just very you, kind. That's very, very polite. polite. I was very different. <laughs> I was very different. I was, I was definitely like, hey, I don't care, you know, like, or, or I'd cuss, <laughs> you know. I would say, yeah, no, I would say, say yeah, I don't care, but you know, in a very, you know, nice, in a nice way. way. Well, very you, kind. well, that's because you're a nice person. I would be. Thank you. I was very, <laughs> I was very, as a young man, I was very full of. Uh, I don't know, just uh, lots of lots of anger. So I would have been like, "Hey, f you or screw you," you know, like uh, don't talk to me about that because I'm doing whatever I want and I don't care. Uh, it, it, 
two different approaches. It's one. It, it's it's a couple way to do things in life, but uh, you know. Uh, but I, I would I would say take the high road. I would say take Philomena's road. If if you're facing that from friends and family, I would say take the Philomena road. Don't <laughs> don't tell your friends and family to go f themselves because you don't agree. No, very very chill chill approach. It's like very okay, chill. you think what you like to think. Mm -hmm. I think what I like to think. So we have different opinions. How That's you, fine. How do you think we could change the opinion of people or that mindset of people? How do you think that we would go about changing the mindset to sort of encourage the youth and encourage the future artists instead of sort of putting this, um, you know, putting this negative roadblock in front of them? Uh, and because some people do care what their parents think, right, or their friends and family think. So if some, I, I also cared, but right, you do change but, what they thought. But but you understand <laughs> that you have to be happy for yourself. Some people yeah. are in positions where their happiness depends on the happiness of their parents. You know, like they they're yeah. expected to be something that maybe they don't want to be. Um, and uh, so there are people out there who face you know authoritative figures who are sitting there sort of. Uh, deterring their path uh, what do you think that could be done to sort of enlighten people and, and let them know that it's not you know it's not a death sentence to go into the arts what, what how how could how could we educate people you're an educator yeah I am an educator <laughs> <laughs> that's true I'm a teacher um, well I think um, in a performance kind of, you know, if I think of performances, because that's the main thing that, that musicians do, like, mm. besides teaching. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think um, that we would need to uh, um, make conditions for a musician to live, like, like livable, mm -hmm. like their wages should mm. go up, mm. they should rise. So that's, that's the first thing. It, once, you know, musicians would get more money from gigs, mm -hmm. from concerts, then, well, of course, maybe parents, they will start, you know, seeing, okay, they will actually earn something. So yeah. it's not that they are going to come back, like, with 50 bucks only or something. <laughs> and, uh, like, while using a gear of a thousand bucks. Right, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's I like that. So, if, you know, if the wages will be higher, mm -hmm. then, you know, it will be much better. Uh, musicians will have more money and mm -hmm. there will be more opportunities. And like even more musicians would, uh, you know, record more music because recording music is pretty expensive. Yes. You know, so th everything will just get better if, you know, just, you know, owners of, um, you know, theaters or even restaurants you know all those places they, they would give more money to uh, musicians and they would treat them with more respect hmm. that's that's something that sometimes it lacks yeah well respect and, and, and that's where sort of culturally it comes into play right where we have like culturally we look at artists as you know until they're rich and famous they're just poor people who have who uh, are somewhat seen as you know lazy or seen as you know just th they have no ambition 
and uh, because they just want to you know play their guitar all day or paint pictures all day and live in this fantasy world so like this whole they're like culturally i mean including our parents because they are a part of culture right culturally we have this sort of this this we, we suppress it it's like please don't do that but please create something that we can enjoy you know it's like it's very yeah because then people expect musicians to play for free and do. that's so awful and it's like how how is it yeah. how is it that you you know you demand yeah. for us to play and to sing and whatever make music but you don't want to pay for it yeah. What, what's what's the matter right and, and, and on top of that they discourage people from going into it it's like don't be an artist but provide free music <laughs> it's like yeah exactly that's yeah. a very it's a very um I, i don't know it's a very confusing message that we send as a culture um i was always discouraged to pursue music uh a career in music my older brothers were playing guitar and bass on local bands in my hometown and i wanted to be like them when i was a kid oh wow sorry calvo i'm sorry you got discouraged i i was discouraged as well but not but in a very nice way my parents were like make sure you get an education so you know if the music thing doesn't work out you have something to fall back on which is a very nice way of saying you know Uh, don't do music you'll fail do something that will make money um oh but you... sometimes they they will tell you you will fail oh yeah so yeah well that's that... the thing that's <laughs> exactly that's also that's also <laughs> exactly. so it's not only that you know they will tell you you know like very kindly and right. say, yeah you know just try something else no sometimes they will really tell you you will fail so <laughs> yes. Um, yes yeah so yeah. in general in general i'm talking about yeah exactly no no for yeah. sure uh, exactly right mm -hmm. because not everyone had the fortune of of having parents who were encouraging because my parents were very encouraging but Uh, but again, throughout this whole time of them learning music as a child, they're saying, make sure you go to college and, you know, don't pursue music, like pursue it as a hobby and not as a profession. That's the message that they've always sent to me, that they always sent to me uh, until they realized that that's a, that. that <laughs> music was the only option um and then they yeah, but I'm, i'm not talking only about parents it's like everybody from, yes like, yes exactly it's about friends, friends family, family yeah. like acquaintances mm -hmm. you know people they don't even know you almost exactly <laughs> uh, exactly yeah. how were you how were, were you encouraged were you uh were did did your parents did your family i know you were saying that some people told you not to but as you're sitting here as a working professional musician uh you know we're Were you, uh, were your family and the ones who surround you, your close ones, were they supportive? Um, some. <laughs> so we're back in. Some of them, some of them were supportive. There are a few people, I, I think, that actually are the people who really care about me. Mm -hmm. um, they supported me and uh, they still do, the people that are still left. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just think that people that really love you will, will support you, you know, whatever you, uh, you, you want to do and Absolutely. the rest, you know, will, will just find, you know, any, anything to just say something negative or something. Yeah. Haters but I've hate. been, I've been lucky. I've been lucky enough. Uh, you know, there are, um, many people, uh, actually that 
now respect my work and respect me and are really happy and they follow me mm. whatever i do so i'm i'm really lucky yeah. about that yeah and they also they, they, yeah, they follow all, all my concerts and everything so that's wonderful that's wonderful um so so then when did you start um when did you start like performing and start working as a musician uh, and have you always worked as a musician or have you had like other jobs like waitressing or, or working in an office or something? Uh, yeah, well, I've also uh, worked at restaurants. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's typical. It is. <laughs> While yeah. I was, I was studying. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I've also done uh, other, other things and uh, I've been a teacher also for, yeah quite some time, not only uh, with music, but also with other subjects before, mm. uh, before doing music. Uh, so yeah, I've done also other other things. Right. And uh, yeah, with uh, with music, well, I've, I've been doing concerts, uh, yeah, for for 20 years yeah. <laughs> now, but I, I did not get paid at the, you know, the, the first choir, of right. course. It was, you know, primary school, the mm -hmm. end of primary school project right. thing, but but um, yeah, but after after some time, of course, I started to get paid, and yeah. you know, I got I got um, into university, like I did my bachelor in Italy, oh, okay. and then I started to uh, you know of jazz voice. And then uh, I started traveling and performing around the world. I was in the UK for uh, a while. Uh, and then I came to the Netherlands. Well, I went because I'm not there right now. <laughs> but I went to the Netherlands. Uh, I've been there for five years. I graduated my master's. I had this big project to do with my master's. So even what? before graduating my bachelor, I was like, I want to do my master. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, I will do it yeah. in the Netherlands. I already had like oh. a big goal in my head. I, I needed a little time uh -huh. to you know do it actually because i traveled for like two years why um, the netherlands i'm curious why you chose the netherlands to go finish your your schooling for your master's um well because uh i uh, i have a friend and a friend of this friend uh was studying in the netherlands and um, he put us in contact and uh he started to talk about his school and i was like oh my god that's so cool and i uh i decided that i wanted to go there mm. in the end I, I i ended up in another school not that specific one mm. uh but uh it's still the same country and yeah well because music education in the netherlands is good so mm. Yeah, I wanted to go there and I wanted to go abroad. So I wanted to travel and I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so so you, you've always been sort of a, have you always had this need and want to travel and, and see? Not always, mm. not always. I, I did not think of it until I was like 22. Mm. So in what, what, what like changed? eight years ago. Um, so everything happens like all my travels in, in the last eight years. Mm -hmm. um, what's changed? Uh, it, well, because I, I found a job at a hotel uh, that was still in Italy, but uh, somewhere else mm -hmm. in Italy. 
and it was my first time that I was not at home. <laughs> and oh, I was doing music then. I was doing the musicals, like entertaining the guests mm. with, uh, you know, all music and musicals. It was really nice. Yeah. Uh, and after that, I thought I just, I just want to keep doing this. And that's why I, uh, I started, you know, traveling. And I went to the UK. And there is a reason why I chose the UK, of course. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> because I wanted to uh, learn to speak English as I am doing right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. So you didn't know English. You didn't grow up incorporating English into your into your uh, I studied English I studied English actually like my high school was mm. like uh, language uh, oriented oh okay um, but um, I had this big fear of talking to people ah, yes. <laughs> so I studied English but you know I, I had all the grammar and everything mm. but when I had people in front of me to talk to <laughs> or to yeah. talk with I was I was just you know completely like I could, I couldn't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like saying a few things, but then oh my god, no, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I was like, okay, if I want to do my master in the Netherlands, I will need English for that because yeah. my 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 course was in English, of wow. course, and because it was an international mm. master. Gotcha. And I was like, okay, I need to learn English. What's the best place <laughs> to learn English here? Of course, the UK, which was in Europe then. Mm -hmm. So hey. it was also very easy to uh, go to. Yeah. Um, by then, before Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so, before so Brexit. Was, before before Brexit, it was easy to go to. Wow. What, what, um, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I, didn't mean, I don't mean to change the subject like this, but what... what what do you need now to get into the UK if you're if you're in Europe since since Brexit? Do you have to have like a passport? Like what what what's what, why is it harder to get into? Well, because you need a visa. Visa yeah. ah so with because they're part it's of like the, going to the US. You oh, because because um. being part of the union, you could move around within Europe and work, and you didn't need a visa or anything like that. Yeah, wow. yeah, I could just, oh. you know, go there and like like I did in the Netherlands mm -hmm. actually. I, I I don't need any like permits. I don't That's need awesome. anything, uh, you know. Yeah, just yeah. as long as I'm insured and everything that I'm registered of course. <laughs> but I don't need like a special document. Wow. That's really interesting. I, I didn't realize that that's what the European Union was a part of. I knew like the euro, right? Like the money was a thing. Yeah, the money, that's <laughs> something also. Right, that's, but that's, but I didn't realize that it was it was almost set up like like the United States is. It's like each each uh, each state, you can go there, you can work there, it's fine. You just sort of have to register and, re, you know, do the whole thing. It, it, uh, I, I didn't realize that's what the European Union was sort of accomplishing there too. So now, so now you can't do that with the UK. Now you need a work visa and stuff. But when you went to study English, you uh, you could just go there, correct? Yeah, yeah, I could just go there. So, so there how does were how does that work? Many people are going there. You you were you're 22. You said you're in your 20s. I I, I was. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 30 now. So. Okay, that's all right. I'm I'm almost 40. You, you, you're doing fine. Oh, doing uh, fine. you you look younger. Oh well, thank you. I uh, it, it's the <laughs> it, it, it's the Finty. It's the Rihanna Finty that I use. I'm Finty fresh. <laughs> Finty fresh. Um, the so 
how how does that work you know because i don't know in my stupid brain i'm just sitting here thinking like at 22 i was trying to learn spanish my mom's mexican she didn't bother to teach me spanish because she didn't think i would need it in america but then i moved to california which is full of mexicans so that went out the window but in any case, I was like 22 in college trying to learn Spanish, and I just, I, I, I got it, I grew up with it, yeah, I know, what a mean mom, I, I grew up with it, but, it, you know, like, I just wasn't, I, well, honestly, I just didn't put in the t time or effort to learn it, but, uh, how, how did you, I mean, you said that you studied in high school, so you had a decent base. I studied Spanish in high school, but how, how does that work? I mean, I just feel like at 22, I was unteachable for other languages, and so I quit. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing other languages. I'm doing English. We're going forward. Uh, how, how was that for you? Was it, was it difficult for you, or was it just something that, I mean, I mean how, how was the process for you of learning English at, at, oh. at 22, you know, like at a... You know, because they say that when you're young, you can learn things easier, right? When you're, if you teach a kid English and, and Italian from a, from, from a young age, they're going to grow up and they're going to speak it fine. Uh, but learning, once you get older and your mind develops, uh, you tend to run into a little bit of problems, you know, retaining information and absorbing it. So uh, I was just, I'm just curious, how was it for you? Um, well, like I said, I was um, lucky, you know, to have learned all the grammar and everything. Mm. So I, I knew stuff right, <laughs> so that I didn't know. It. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, actually, it, it was not such a difficult process <laughs> then. Yeah. When I went to uh, the UK, it came quite naturally. Of course, I remember the first couple of weeks that I was there. I had such a headache the whole time because I was forced to, you know, speak English the whole time yeah. because I, I could not speak Italian to anyone mm -hmm. <laughs> there. They, they would all speak English. Right. Um, so I remember it was quite heavy, like the first couple mm -hmm. of weeks, um, because yeah, I was not used to speak for such a long time yeah. uh, before. So it was all sudden. Um, but yeah, well, in the end it was easy because, uh, I, I only had to, you know, put in practice what I knew yeah. already. It's the practice. Which was the different instead than, uh, with Dutch, because mm. when I went, uh, to the Netherlands, I did, I didn't know anything at oh, all. Yes. So that's, that's different. That's yeah. very different. And I was also older. Well, right. Of course, when you are young. Uh, it's easier mm -hmm. to learn. I realize it also now. If I have to learn something now that I'm 30, I I'm not old, of course, no. I'm still young. Yes. But of course, I realize that like compared to uh, 2012, mm. that, well, of course, there is difference yeah. <laughs> since then. Right, for sure. Yeah, so I, I get, yeah, it, it gets a bit more difficult. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I think we just we just get so set in our ways, and we we're in the habit of doing something over and over again, and whatever it is, and whatever. And then when you introduce something new into it, it's just like, what is this? I'm, but I have my pattern. I have like my my <laughs> schedule. I have what I do. I have what I absorb. You know, this is new. It's scary for some people. That's really frightening. For me, it's scary. Yeah. I, I, I like being comfortable, but but. I don't know. I feel like you don't get a lot accomplished when you're comfortable. 
Um, like I really, I really respect that you went and you put yourself in other situations. Like you didn't just try to learn Rosetta Stone, you know, trying to learn English, you know, just by yourself. Like you went to England and was like, I will go learn English from the, you know, from the English. (laughs) So it's, uh, I I really respect that. Um, are you, uh, have you, because you were saying that you had uh, sort of um, you're you're a bit shy speaking English to people. Is that something that shows itself? Are you shy in general, or are you someone who's very, um, very front, you know, upfront? Like, hey, what's going on? Are, are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, that's also a difficult question. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Why it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends actually. Like um, with who I'm, 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 you know, with <laughs> in that moment. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I can be very shy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I'm extrovert. And people tell me that I'm the soul of the party. Ooh. So, so you know, it's like, it's it really, it's really, uh, it really depends. But sometimes I can be very, very shy also. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> then, well, no, I, I, I get it. It's, it just, it comes and goes. No, I, I'm, I'm similar in that way where once I get comfortable with a situation, I, I'll start loosening up and start being, <laughs> you know, talking and having fun and stuff. But boy it takes me a minute like even now my palms are sweaty just because i'm meeting and talking to someone new even though that you're all the way across the ocean and you're just on this screen and you know like we're but i'm still like my palms are are sweaty i'm still nervous and it's just i I just have anxiety it's that's just me i just have it oh no don't worry i was also nervous before (laughs) starting our conversation but you know that's yeah, the more you talk, the mm-hmm. better it is. Like you, the, the more you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it, and the one of the biggest things that stands out to me when you're like, I gotta go to England to learn English is like, well, it, it's it, it's like that that uh, fortitude to push back against those feelings, right? Those feelings of fear, those feelings of looking silly or not speaking English correctly or like whatever it is, you know, like those fears that you didn't submit to them, that you that you went and you pushed past that uh, because you're just like, you're, your ambition was like, I got to learn English so I can go to, you know, go to the Netherlands and do all, you know, like I, I, I just respect that a lot because you, you find a lot of people who, who get scared to push past that and they sort of stay stagnant and they don't really do much with themselves. And, um, and, and so I always respect people who go above and beyond. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to England to learn English. You know, it's a, it's, it's a very respectable, respectable thing Thank to you. do. Thanks. Uh, and, and you speak it well also. So it's, oh, it's a very, it's, <laughs> Which, which thank you I so just, very much i just don't it's just i, I think I, I respect it so much because i don't see it that much in myself like i would never go to to mexico just to learn spanish you know or spain to go learn spanish but maybe i would who knows i don't know i also didn't think that i was gonna do a lot i studied things. spanish at school for three years well now i forgot many things exactly ago, you forget but, it but but well, yeah, of course you forget it. If you don't After use some time, it, yeah. it was like ten years ago. So. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. but it was so fun. I really loved it. See, actually. you like to learn. So so, have you always been someone who likes to learn? Are you someone who likes to learn new things? 
Uh, actually, yes, <laughs> I think so. I, I, as far as I remember, mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was good at school when I was, you know, primary school mm-hmm. and also later. Well, of course, better at primary school. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've always liked uh, to learn. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I mean, it's just. I, I like to learn too. It's just that it, t- it it just takes me a while to be interested in something. So I don't know. If you're interested in something, then you want to learn it. But if you don't care about it, then you're just like, ugh. But I don't you know, know, it takes a lot of motivation. <laughs> it does. That's something that's when you have it, you can do mm. anything. Right. Um, tell me about how you sort of got into traveling and touring. How did that? How did you start getting into that? Um, how did I start? Um, because you said that well, you 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 worked outside of home, you know, and that sort of got you into traveling. So, what sort of what what was it that got you to tour and start touring the world and such? That what 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 was the beginning of that? Uh, well, I decided that to uh, to be more prepared for my master. It's always like everything towards wow. the goal of the master. Yes. Um, I, um, I I wanted to get better and better, and uh, I decided to attend master classes and workshops, and they were abroad. Oh. So that's that's how I um. I started to do that and wow. you know, that also gave me a lot of confidence because it was on my own. Mm-hmm. I just went on my own to these places and the more I did it, the more confident I, I, I got. Yeah. So yeah, I went on my own to Slovenia, which is like a, a small country on the border yeah. with uh, Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you would think it's kind of close, but um, well, I'm from the south, so anyway, it's not close. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, and um, it's it's a pretty long uh, journey by train mm. that I uh, I did. Oh. Um, so that was a very very long journey, and I remember on the way back, I, I had kind of a misadventure. <laughs> I almost got lost in in the middle of nowhere, yeah, and wow. I, I think of it now and I laugh. But in that moment, it was like Stop. okay, like fortunately I made it. Wow! I, I I was like, yeah, the the train was not going, so they gave us a bus, uh-huh. and I just you know instinctively thought, okay, the bus will you know take the same route of of the train. Yeah. Um, that did not really happen. <laughs> so they stopped somewhere like in the middle of nowhere in the middle of, of the mountains Whoa. and there was there was nothing there there was only a very small tiny station yeah. and no houses nothing just you know green yeah. all green and um I, I did not notice that everyone got off of the bus and I was just there because no one spoke English in that bus. Wow. <laughs> everyone was talking Slovenian oh. there. Of course, I know I don't understand a word right. <laughs> of Slovenian. Right. So when I realized that there was something wrong going on, it, it was already like everyone was already out <laughs> of the yeah. bus and, and I got off. And there was my uh, my luggage outside of the bus. I was like, oh, okay. And like the driver was like, 
telling me like with gestures like you have to go there and there was another bus that i had to take that finally you know yeah. took me where i had to go to but you know i was like okay and i i just took the train like it it's it's it, it left like 30 seconds after i uh, got on wow. so i was like oh my god i just took it on time <laughs> otherwise i don't know what what would have you know happened yeah. <laughs> That that seems scary. That's a scary situation <laughs> to be in when you you're in a you're you're in a country where you don't understand what everyone's saying and you're just you don't know what's going on and all of a sudden it's like okay get off the bus and here's your bags go figure it out and it's like ah okay but you figured it out and you and you made it yeah and you, yeah and you yeah live the, to tell the, the, the tale. important thing is uh, sorry the, the important thing is like to take uh, things. Uh, lightly, like to know you're gonna mm. get a solution, then you will yeah. you will find one. So. Have you have have you uh, have you ever really found yourself in that position of taking things too seriously, where you where you start to almost beat yourself up because you know that wasn't perfect or that you know like have have you ever taken the situations too seriously where where it was. Where it wasn't really beneficial for yourself to sort of, you know, be in to put yourself in that position where you're sitting there like beating yourself up, or, uh, you know, I, I, do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, have you ever been in that position where that has been a problem? Oh, uh, you mean like when I was traveling, or? Yeah, well, I'm just saying like, have you been in a position where you had where where uh, where you did take it too seriously? In a, have you ever been in a situation you took too seriously that? you shouldn't have um i guess what i'm thinking no. I, I guess what i'm thinking of is like when uh when i was a younger musician i used to really mm -hmm. get upset up at myself if i messed things up if i like hit a wrong note or if it the the, the set didn't go the way it should or if something went wrong afterwards i'd be like oh you idiot you know i'd be so silly you know like i would be taking it too serious when really it's like we're here to have a good time. We're here to put on a show. Mistakes are gonna happen. Have you ever been? Oh no, yeah, yeah, that happened. Well, of course, when <laughs> after a performance, I, uh, I, I, I did, uh, I did get that. It, but I'm, I'm is that something that you still deal with, or is that something that you've gotten past? Uh, well, actually, I might still have to <laughs> go through that <laughs> sometimes, yeah. you know, because you want you want to be perfect. Of course, mm -hmm. like it, it doesn't exist being perfect, right? right. Uh, right. But you you try to. Mm. Uh, so if there is something that doesn't go the way you uh, want to, like also just you know some wrong notes or right. something like that. Well, of course you're gonna say afterwards oh yeah but then i try just not to think of it yeah. uh, too much so yeah you know what it, what's really interesting is that i've gotten i've gotten past that that thing where it's like oh you messed up that was stupid and you know you're you're being mean to yourself i've gotten past that but it's sort of re-emerged with this like because because we're streaming on twitch right now twitch is a is a it's a it's a it's a streaming platform that was created for gamers but now there's musicians on it and talk shows and all kinds of stuff i get that now with twitch like if if i like oh man i should have rated that person which i know you probably don't know what the, any of that means but I should have did this or I should have did that. And now it's just funny. It's funny because like as a musician, I don't care. If I make a mistake, 
I've gotten so comfortable on stage that I'll go like this. I'll, I'll be like this. I'll be. Oh, oh, <laughs> on stage. I'll do that on stage in front of a, a packed house, because like, I don't care. I'm that comfortable, which I should care enough to to be showered and have, um, you know, uh, uh, not smell bad at a gig, but. You know, <laughs> you get to a point as a musician where it's like, I look nice, I'm, we're, we're out. Uh, but in any case, uh, yeah, I should probably still refrain from smelling bad on stage. But <laughs> but it just showed, like, I, I realized that I was doing this on stage and I was like, oh, I'm that comfortable with being on stage that I really don't care. It's like those people don't exist until I need them to exist because, because it's very... I'm sure you've dealt with this. Have you ever dealt? Have you ever sang to like maybe a restaurant or a nightclub where, like, no one's in there, no one's paying attention, or or you're play, you know, and, and and afterwards you just feel like you have, you just ran a marathon. You're exhausted. You just feel ugh. Like, have you ever dealt with that where you're you're you're, you're singing to a crowd that to a crowd that doesn't care and is unresponsive? Is that is that been? In, have you ever had to deal with that? um well i had to uh deal with yeah well people chatting mm -hmm. during a concert of course or or you know or looking at the phone yeah. yeah of course that that happens that happens especially you know if you if you sing uh restaurants mm -hmm. that, that that's gonna happen of course right. because you know you're gonna just be you know a background for people right um eating or you know talking with their mm -hmm. friends Right. So yeah, well, of course it happened in that uh, in that kind of you know environment. Right, right. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine at Tomorrowland Music Festival people were on their phones like not paying attention. Like when you see no, that crowd, they're that like, that was something else. <laughs> that was completely something else. Yeah. I've been lucky enough to mm. you know perform at those kinds of yeah. environments. Yeah. And that of course, yeah, that's that's amazing. different. Yeah, yeah. People are there to see you. <laughs> There's a huge difference between someone who's going to get dinner and there just happens to be someone performing then there is someone who bought a ticket to go see a show you know made a pretty expensive one expensive <laughs> ticket to go yeah you're going you're going with a purpose but when you're at a restaurant people are there with their family they don't care they're just trying to eat their food and and, and you know get on with their day um, but it, it but it but it is when you're in those situations where you're playing to a crowd where no one seems to care it, it is exhausting to me and I, I just sort of um, uh, I just it, like after those kind of gigs I'm just like oh it's it just you just it just feel like why am I doing this but um, I forgot what the point was gosh darn it oh well it don't matter I guess the point is that uh, playing for people who don't care is not ideal <laughs> like, yeah, but you know even uh, in those kinds of situations mm -hmm. sometimes I, I I thought that maybe people were you know not caring mm -hmm. about uh, the the concert but I've had you know surprises of people coming to me afterwards yeah. and you know complimenting me. I I got money to also from people <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that that they really loved the you know the right. concerts and uh, yeah all people that told me you know oh, today it was uh, my anniversary with my wife mm. and you really made our you know right. night. 
Right. So even in those situations, uh, I've had surprises, which I mm. thought, okay, then someone was actually listening and right. they really loved it. Mm. And they came to me to tell me. So that right. was really nice. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, if you ever are as a musician in that position is like, you shouldn't just be like, well, no one's listening. So I can just do whatever I want, play poorly or whatever it is, or that put your full energy into it. It, 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 because there is someone there might be i should say there might be someone in the crowd who's not clapping or maybe even making eye contact but but someone who's being truly touched by what you're doing and you should respect that because you know respect people's vibes man. yeah yeah that that happens like mm-hmm. people that were you know not clapping and then right. they came to me in the afterwards end, so. Right, yeah so yeah you, you just never don't know. know yeah yeah you never know i i've seen people crying and uh yeah well, in the end they came to me and they told me it was like positive crying of course yeah, yeah, yeah. i would not want you know to make people cry philomena's out there <laughs> making people cry. hey lady you're fat and you smell bad <laughs> she no, cried I w- she I cried would never say that. i'm just joking i'm just joking. she you moved her uh, to tears with your voice and talent that's that's what we're talking about yes yeah yeah so it happened like more times and yeah i was i was really uh you know flattered yeah also yeah Yeah, really happy about it yeah i mean i mean you definitely should be so um how did you end up at tomorrowland how did that all come across because if you go on her which you guys can click on the links in the chat here it leads to her youtube and she has what i think of the almost the whole performance of of her singing on uh uh at tomorrowland and so how did you get involved with that 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 was through an orchestra right i i have to say that was an incredible performance by everybody there um because and i love that they mixed the symphonic with the electronic music and it's it's actually a really awesome video you guys should definitely go check it out um i'll put a link in the chat for you guys so you can check it out uh copy link there we go um guys check this out it's pretty cool uh but you know what we might as well just have some fun right we'll uh hold on just give me one second philomena i'm gonna set up i'm gonna set all the seconds you want (laughs) thank you thank you i i i I just want to i'm gonna show people what i'm talking about why we're sort of um talking oh that's not the video (gasps) thank you for the woo rain mystique i appreciate the woo where is it um is it symphony of unity is that what it is is that the one yeah, that's one one of them i've been uh, involved in two tomorrowland events and that's one of them okay so this is at tomorrow oh my god this is so cool you guys are gonna like this okay so i'm, I'm just changing screens here so they can see what we're talking about why we're talking about it um so how did you get involved with with uh, and end up on the stage? Um, okay, so well, like I was saying, I was involved in uh, two Tomorrowland events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, um, it, it, I was involved um, because well, I, I graduated in a Dutch conservatory, mm-hmm. and um, there is um, this very famous uh, orchestra, Dutch orchestra that has has won like 
multiple Grammy Awards, and they have uh, an academy. I'm talking about the Metropole Orchestra. Okay. Metropole Orchestra. Oh, that's me. I see myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, they have an academy, and uh, they, you know, put a post of a job. Oh. And uh, for people who were graduated uh, or they were attending uh, a Dutch conservatory, graduated in the last five years, though not not afterwards. Mm. Um, and you know, I sent uh, my application to the job, and well, they chose me for the <laughs> job, so I was pretty happy. So that was uh, you know the the Tomorrowland Belgium, mm. the one that everyone knows. Uh, and then after that, um, there was uh, Tomorrowland, um, our story, which is, uh, it, it was an event last October 2019 um, for the 15th anniversary of Tomorrowland. And um, it was at the Zigodom Arena in, uh, in Amsterdam, in the Netherlands. And that time I did not play with the Academy, but I played with the actual Metropole Orchestra. Oh, and I'm they so called so, me. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm so oh. sorry. We have a raid from Aaron Goldberg. Uh, 47 Gosh. people. Thank you for bringing your people over here. Aaron Goldberg. Oh my God, you are amazing. You're just a, you're just a champion among men. Um, if you guys don't know who... Um, <laughs> Hey Valo, welcome, welcome. Girl 2.0, thank you so much for that subscription, I appreciate it. Uh, right now we are talking to Philomena Croce, who is an Italian singer. Uh, this is a, uh, what we're seeing right now is a, oh, thank you so much for that follow, Mex Mexico. Uh, don't know if I'm saying that right, but what we're watching right now and what we're talking about is a very big festival in Belgium called Tomorrowland Music Festival. And our guest wa wa was uh, uh, graced the stage with her beautiful voice. And uh, we're talking about that right now. So thank you guys for coming in. Um, this is a uh, this is mostly a music podcast, uh, but we do have live music performances sometimes, and we uh, I do live loops sometimes too. Not as cool as Mr. Aaron Goldberg, of course. Mine are all like in an uh, an iPad. I, mine are all pre-made, so. <laughs> but uh, Aaron is is on another level with uh, live looping. Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate that, girl. 2.0. It means a lot. I'm sorry, I missed you. Um, Oh, I'm great. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're talking to someone else. Anyways, yes. Thank you guys for being here. I definitely appreciate the raid. Thank you so much. And uh, we're going to get back to our guest here. And uh, you guys make yourself comfortable. We're, we're chatting it up. We're going to be playing a game a little later for a chance to win some prizes, some patches and stuff. So hang in there. We're, we're, we're having a good time over here. Thank you guys for being here. So good to see you, Mike. Sorry to interrupt. Looking forward to the rest of the interview while I clean. Yes. No worries, man. You did not interrupt. This is wonderful. I really appreciate you bringing your people over here to uh, watch us chat. So, anyways, Philomena, you were you were saying you were talking about your second the second event, right? We were talking about how you were involved with the second event at Tomorrowland. Uh, yeah, that time uh, since I you know participated in the first Tomorrowland uh, event, the uh, the actual Metropole Orchestra, like. The original one, the one that won the award, <laughs> um, 
sent me an email and they uh, they asked me to work also for the second one so hmm. that was pretty amazing i was like like the two, the the, the metropolitan orchestra like it's emailing me so i was like okay yeah let's do it and uh yeah it was amazing also that one yeah well tell me about your experience on being in in a crowd like that because i mean that's a that's a festival like i said i heard of that festival i mean that looks like there's like 50 50 people there what what do you know what the size of the festival was um well uh, each year uh the festival is uh having 400,000 attendees. I said 60,000 uh, like, people. Like sp- spreading two weekends. Right, right, uh, I see. But because they cannot be like all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this thing would stack. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 400,000. Wow. So it's almost people. half a million wow. people attending per, per year mm-hmm. in two weekends. So that's a huge festival. It's like one of the, the, the most important in the world. And our performance was watched uh, by millions of people, like in between, you know, the streaming and YouTube mm-hmm. and like different platforms, yeah. like millions of people watched it. Yeah. Um, the Symphony of Unity, the one that we uh, we played, and it was amazing. When I was there, it was like, yeah, one of the best moments of my life. Well, sure. explain that to me. How how did it feel to stand in front of a sea of people while doing what you love to do? What what what's that feeling like? What was that experience like for you? Um, well, Thank you very much for that follow. In that moment, um, well, I I just you know felt like all the efforts and all you know the sacrifices that I had to. Uh, um, you know, go go through all the troubles I had to go through. They were worth it. Yeah. It's like I, I took a deep breath before starting, and I was like, you know, this is it. Like my entire life led to this moment. Well, of course, I will keep doing that. <laughs> but you know, like that moment, I I realized for sure one of those moments. Like, okay, everything was worth it. Yeah. This is what I, you know, was born to do. And yeah, I will just keep doing that. What, what, you don't have to give me any exact numbers. Was, but was it a good paying gig? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad. You know, a festival. There she is. There's Philomena. We see her. That's Philomena. Oh, look at yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that's me. That, yeah. was a, that was some straight up, uh, that was a full frame camera shot right there. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. That is so cool. I, I've had a chance to play some big festivals and I, I always love playing big festivals because I always like playing big festivals. I don't like attending big festivals. And I know that doesn't make sense, but it will. Because when you attend a festival, you have to buy a ticket, which is way overpriced. Well, not really overpriced, only because you're you're getting so much out of... If you're going to a good festival, you're getting a lot of music for your money. But, you know, you attend a concert, you buy your regular ass ticket... And you have to, sh- you got to get herded to all the different stages with with the rest of the people, and you're you're in a crowd of people, and you're hot. You don't have much to, uh, uh, you know, you, you don't have the amenities of, of just you know being able to go and get a water out of the cooler. Or something. You got to go fight through the crowd, get in a line. You got to stand there for 20, 30 minutes as the band plays that you're trying to see just for your beer or your nachos or whatever 
and then you gotta fight your way back through the crowd, try to find your people, and it's just, it's it, it just, it's too much. It's too much. But I, I also don't attend <laughs> big festival. But if you're playing a big festival. You get to go backstage. You get to walk to any stage you want to. You get to have food. You get you get to hang out with artists. You don't have to dr- hang out with the drunk assholes who are who are just lingering around. You know, being all grabby. It, like you get to you get to just hang out. You get to watch the show from like side stage or, or right up front. I'd much rather play a big festival that which sounds very elitist but i don't care i've worked a long time to play big festivals so whatever playing festivals is the absolute best you not only play but also attend for free and basically get treated like a king yes mr goldberg you are absolutely correct i am great just getting used to twitch timings the oh okay sorry that's a different conversation (laughs) (laughs) sometimes they're having their own conversations so i don't yeah i I don't yeah or you just sit way back on the blanket well yeah you know what Uh, girl 2.0 i get it oh we got a commercial here folks get that commercial muted oh gosh sorry everybody um anyways yeah you sit back on a blanket and enjoy yeah i get that but i don't know when i was younger i used to go to concerts and i i I want i came to play you know i was not messing around i was there to get into the into the crowd to, to, to feel the vibes now that i'm older i'm just like oh man i wish these vibes would give me a little space you know <laughs> like, i just need a little space and that's why i don't go to uh yeah i don't fight the crowds either i just the the, the surefire way to avoid the crowds at a concert at a, at a big festival like this just play it just play the festival easy solution folks just play it yeah i could you know when i went to tomorrowland i could just go with my um yeah. fellow colleagues <laughs> <laughs> you know to, to just you know explore a little bit yeah. uh yeah, you get to Back hang out with your Back and forth. Well, I could not go really everywhere, I have to admit. Like, oh. there were some areas that yeah. were, we were not allowed to wow. go into mm. because they were like VIP right, um, right. things for people that really paid a lot, a right. lot, a lot of money. This is the $15,000 uh, ticket area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know then how much the VIP play, uh, paid, but um so there were a few areas we were not allowed mm. to but uh, we were allowed to, you know most of the areas and that was so cool and you know we we could also like explore it before the the crowd yes. was there because we were there since early morning yeah. so when there was no one also we could you know just go around and, and yeah. explore which is really cool to be able to go in those big spaces because when you're standing in an arena when it's empty it's just something weird about it right like something cool it's just like this big open space and then you're just imagining all the bodies in there just smashed together sweating on each other I can imagine one of these big festivals these days. I mean, my God, what do, what do you think is going to happen to these big festivals? I mean, I guess for at least for a couple of years, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> of course, we're all talking about COVID. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was uh, a, a big, a big challenge and a big problem uh, this year. Uh, this year, like, of course, went differently than I thought it would go. Um, how it will be? Uh, well, in the end, it will go back to normal, but, but we will need some time. So things like Tomorrowland, I'm not sure they will. They will. I, I don't think actually it will be 
like normal in 2021 for sure. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Now Tomorrowland is doing like streamings, uh, yeah. like from small studios or something. I, I don't yeah. know exactly, but I know that they are doing uh, something without audience. Um, so that's that's a new way to make music. I also uh, did uh, made a few videos yeah. with my vocal group. Yeah, we, uh, so we played a couple of them before the before the show, um, so people could kind of get a vibe. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? Tell me about uh, tell me about your experience. So, like, what what did your year look like? What did 2020 look like before COVID? And by the way, that's this is not the only festival that Philomena has been involved with. She's also been in the London Jazz Festival, which is an incredible jazz festival on its own. Uh, but this one was just seemed very exciting. Uh, not that the jazz festival was. I'm sure it had its own bag of excitement but but i mean look at i mean like when you look at what you guys are doing here and what what's what's happening here i just i love it because you got the you got the old school with the new school and i just think it's so cool what what they're trying to do here um with the orchestra and the you know and the, uh, the edm artists are trying to do is this the edm one i can't hear it so i don't know if this is the edm one i love that you guys had your faces painted too that was so cute uh, uh, well, no, I didn't have my face painted on right. that one. I did have it in the the other Tomorrowland uh, events. So I, I had glitters all over my face, hey. on my hair, on my body, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the, the sacrifices for the art, right? We, we sacrifice. No, it was so funny to do. I really wanted to do that because hey. I saw the other, you know, musicians doing it like at Tomorrowland Belgium. And I was like, I also want to do it. And fortunately, I had the Location, you know, to do it yeah. uh, on the other one. So, tell me about what 2020 looked like to you for you before COVID hit. What, what, what? How did your 2020 look like, as in music and what you were going to do for the year? Uh, so, yeah, before COVID, I just, you know, had um, quite some performances planned. Mm. Um, that did not happen. <laughs> They were all cancelled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I've lost concerts, uh, of course, and also um, I was planning to record my album earlier. Mm. So it was postponed. Uh, fortunately, I was able to to do it anyway. But uh, in the last uh, half uh, of the year, uh, actually less than half, like after September. Um, so yeah, but I was planning to do it much earlier. So actually, when uh, COVID hit, like almost exactly. Wow. So yeah, everything you know just got either cancelled or postponed. Mm -hmm. And also with teaching, it was you know a bit difficult because then I had to switch you know to the online uh, form of yeah. teaching. Uh, and how was that? Like, how was that for you going online, fully online? Uh, teaching. Yes, teaching. Uh, well, actually, it, it it was not bad. I realized that it's it's fine. Did you think it was uh, going to be bad? Did, were you like, this is going to be horrible going into it? Uh, no, I never thought it was going to mm. be horrible. Um, but uh, I was a bit afraid, though. Yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Um, but no, I never thought it was gonna be really horrible. And then when I actually started, I thought, okay, this is this is okay, this is fine. Mm. Um, the only thing, of course, is not like being in person because you know, in person you can uh, first of all uh, sing and play together. 
without delay <laughs> because yeah online is there's gonna be some delay so it's a bit confusing uh so you you cannot really uh, do things together um and also not all students were up for uh, online uh, online lessons uh, because you know sometimes we're a little bit some were a little bit shy you know because they were like oh there is my mother in the other room listening to me <laughs> yeah. you know so i had that uh was i i respect that yeah, of course yeah. I, I understand you know about uh, yeah well singing is a very vulnerable thing when you're singing it's like it's literally the shape of your body it's literally vibrations that are coming from the shape of your face your skull your 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 you know you're you're inside so it's literally when someone doesn't like your voice they literally don't like a piece of you you know what i mean it's like that's how i see it uh well that's how my wife explained it to me once she's also a vocal teacher uh and but actually she started doing online lessons years ago so this was actually a very natural thing for her to sort of yeah well we're just going to continue what we're doing but uh yeah so like it, i just feel like singing is a very vulnerable thing you know like you're up there you're putting yourself out there and and you know when someone can't sing and when someone doesn't sing you know uh, or can't sing well it, it really stands out you know and and not that i'm sitting here judging people who are trying to sing and who aren't experienced i'm just saying that it, it, you know it, it's a very vulnerable position to put yourself in so when you're talking to students who are who are learning or just learning and uh they have like maybe uh an older brother or sister who like to make fun of them or pick on them or whatever it is and they can hear them singing in the other room and of course you know they're just learning so they're not going to be the greatest singers in the world so they're sitting there saying ah, 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 you know they're saying <laughs> and then they got you got the older brother in the other room just waiting he's waiting for them to come out of the room so he can just just trash him and tell him how bad he's like that's a very that's a very subjective uh, situation but I, I get what you're saying it's like you you when you're learning something you're not always great and so when you're singing and learning it you don't want people to hear how unexperienced you are but i think it's not only when you are you know at the beginning it's it's also afterwards yeah. also for me i'm also like if i have to you know rehearse something or study something um, of course, I like to be on my own, knowing that no one is gonna listen. So, well, because of course, something is going on stage, mm. and you know, being fully prepared and you know everything. But then, when when I'm studying and and, and stuff, then uh, yeah, I think it's it's normal to you know wanting to be on your own. It's it's, it's something yeah that can. I think more people might relate to. Right. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's a big, a big part of people not wanting to sing, and for, you know, is is for other people hearing them. <laughs> it's like I don't. It's like karaoke. You know, like like karaoke was made for people who can't sing that well to get up there and just do their best. But it's, it, but it's still, it's just a nerve wracking thing, man. I, I started singing a couple years ago uh, with this new uh, when I moved to Ohio from California. I joined this band, and uh, I had never sang on stage before, and I've only sang, you know, I don't really sing. I, I just never been my thing as a singer. Uh, but this band, they wanted me to have a microphone. They were like, no, nah, we need someone to sing, so, you know, like, please just sing. <laughs> so 
I, I'm not saying I'm great, but I've definitely gotten better over the last couple of years. But my God, those first, you know, those first shows where I'm up there and like, oh my God, it, it was horrifying. It was like, it was like I, I was a, which it was, I was a beginner again, you know, it's like when you have to start over on something. Luckily, I've been singing my whole life in a sense, you know, I'm not like professionally, but you know, just walking around the house like do 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 do. But uh, it's still, it's a, it's a nerve-wracking thing to put yourself out in such a way. So your, your 2020 got shut down like everyone else's, and um, you started making videos and stuff. So how, what changed that allowed you to uh, start recording your album? Which your album will be out in February, and it's called Love Will Come Back. The her uh, Philomena's new pop album, which will be out in February, everybody. So do go and follow Philomena and stay up to date with what she is doing. And uh, I'm gonna drop a link in the chat right now, so you guys can go check her out. Uh, so uh, how did you? Uh, what what changed to start start and finish your album? To be able to start and finish your album. Um, well, what changed is that I could, um, you know, there was no lockdown in that moment. Ah. So, yeah, because in March, then we, uh, you know, we entered the lockdown, right. so it was not really possible. Um, so at some point I decided, first of all, I either do it now or I don't know when. <laughs> so that, that was my thought. I, I thought, really, I have to do it now. So now as soon never. as I, uh, I, it was possible, like there was no lockdown and yeah. no anything, I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. now <laughs> and now did you record this? I, I just i just thought you know it was the right moment yeah to do it did you record this in the netherlands or was this in, in italy no 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 it was it was in the netherlands because mm. um, that's where you live currently so that makes sense yeah in rotterdam <laughs> well i i recorded actually uh in um Hilversum in Amsterdam. Oh. Um, so I had to travel uh, to go and record, mm. uh, but it was not a long journey anyway. It was, but I always I mean, love the that. Netherlands so I small. Love, I love traveling to go perform or go record. Like to me, it's not that bad. Like that's part of it. Is like like traveling to go record like to me i feel like i'm like i'm something i'm doing something special right like i'm going somewhere and i'm going to record some music anyway please i'm sorry to interrupt with my silliness but. oh no no don't worry <laughs> it's fine <laughs> you can say your story of course well we're, we're here to hear from you so so then how, what was the process like for you Be, uh you said it was a pop album so is there a lot of uh, like uh, electronic type music on it, or is there a lot of real instrumentation? What's the what what's the feel? What what's the makeup of the album besides being a pop album? Uh, <laughs> um, no, well, what uh, came very natural to me was it was not electronic, mm. even though I, um, you know, I'm I. I am pretty per versatile uh, artist, so I do like different genre of music. But like regarding my own uh, music, when I write, I like to uh, be pretty traditional. So mm -hmm. I use like the full traditional instrumentations, like 
real drums, mm -hmm. guitar, acoustic guitar, and uh, piano and, uh, and bass. You know, mm -hmm. like the real, the real thing. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know because that's that's what I'm used to anyway. Because like singing jazz and singing uh, bossa nova, like Brazilian music, and that's what I've always been used to. Mm -hmm. So even though my songs are pop songs, but yeah, I just kept going with you know what I was uh, used to. Yeah. So are they going to be pop in the in the vein of like Brazilian type music, or is it going to be like pop jazz? Mm -hmm like or is it going to be more of a pop format like i don't know no, like taylor swift or something i'm sorry <laughs> that was the first person that came in my head that's pop music so i'm sorry um, no offense no, it's, no 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 <laughs> I, I like taylor swift <laughs> yeah she's fine um yeah she's cool <laughs> she's all right. um no but it's gonna be like much more a pop format mm. um like I think I got inspired by Christina Aguilera's. Oh, cool! For a little bit, I think because that's what I used to listen to uh, when I was like fifteen mm -hmm. or or something when I was a teenager. Uh, so I listened to the lyrics, her lyrics. They were like very, uh, you know, empowering. Yeah. So actually, my songs are pretty empowering. That's well, that's also part of my my personality. Mm -hmm. um, but but yeah, I have some of the songs. They are you know uh, talking about you know personal growth and being confident with yourself. And, you know, so that's I think it's pretty cool. But it's gonna it's gonna be like much more uh, pop oriented. Also, like like the the structure mm -hmm. of the song is like really pop structure. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be in English or in Italian or, or Dutch? What, what's it going to be? But you are lucky because it's going to be in English. <laughs> we so, speak English good. Okay. So you speak English <laughs> good? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of. So, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be in English because um, that's what came natural hmm. to me to do. Yeah. It was not really natural to me to uh, write in my own language, which might sound a bit weird, <laughs> but it, it, it's what it is. I think uh, probably uh, in Italian, it felt too much vulnerable mm. uh, to talk about myself. Wow. Uh, my texts, like my lyrics are pretty, you know, personal, mm. intimate. So really talking about my feelings and, and, and my life, like, it's me, it's Philomena in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's, I already feel like exposed with it, but if I did it in Italian, it would have been even more probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, even though like the, the words would be the same because they are the same words that would be in Italian or in English, that doesn't change. But yeah. I think it, maybe it's something in our brain when we switch language. Yeah. Um, Probably like yeah, with with my mother tongue, it would have been maybe a little bit more confronting, mm. I suppose. So mm. it, it just it, it, and also I felt um, that English was better, like how it sounded for for you know for the pop mm. pop genre. Yeah, to me, so I felt it was more fitting. So that's why I went with it. I like it. I like it. That, that's awesome. That, that's really interesting is the language, how, 
how it would have been taken differently if you sang it in Italian rather than in 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 English. In, in what ways are you confronting some of your feelings in this? And in, in, in what ways are you sort of putting your personal life into the music? In my own songs. In, in for the, this new album. album, yeah. Um, well, because I'm really talking about things that happened to me. Mm. So it's, it, it was, yeah, really putting down what I was living mm. and what, what I was feeling. Do you mind talking about what, what it was that happened to you? Or You don't have to. I don't, I don't know how you know personally you want to be, but, it, I mean, you're putting it in a song, so I can't imagine, you know, you're putting your, <laughs> your, it's personal, <laughs> but uh, what, what was sort of the event that inspired you for what you're talking about? Um, well, um, of, of course, like it, it, it talks about my life and everything, but you know, I'm not writing exactly this, this mm. happened. Right, right. Um, right. I get that. So, I get that. But I mean, what, what, so, what sort of are the events that inspired you to sort of to do that? I mean, it sounds like, uh, so, like you said, you said you were kind of confronting some of your own personal feelings and, and some of the stuff that's happened to you over your life. So what are some of those things? Yeah, well, there are different things. Uh, well, for example, uh, one uh, talks about, uh, like, I, I lost uh, a loved one that mm. passed away. So I talked about that. Mm. It's not really said who it is right. or, you know, like, really, but you understand that it's something like that. It was, yeah, as a um, loss was had, yeah. Yeah, so, yes, one of them is about that, mm. or uh, another one is about a relationship, mm. um, you know, like, um, you know, going through hardships uh, of a relationship together without, um, you know, giving up. Yeah. Because it's so easy, you know, to, to break up and, yeah. you know, just go different ways. And I just wanted to... Uh, say that it's worth it instead to fight for something that is it, it has value so if if a relationship has values has a value um i think it's worth it to fight for it and yeah. that's what that song talked about yeah. uh or another song um which is actually like the the song that gives the title to the to the album love will come back mm. uh it actually doesn't really talk about love <laughs> but <laughs> um but uh it, it talks more about what we were talking about earlier uh, like being, you know, underestimated and being, uh, you know, put obstacles ahead of you uh, by people. Um, so I had to go through that. And I'm just saying that, you know, I don't care anymore what these people say. I'm not going to listen to it uh, ever again. And, uh, you know, when people spread love instead of hate, love will come back to them so yeah. that's that's what i mean with love yeah. will come back you yeah. will receive love in return instead of hate in the end if you just ignore yeah ignore and put love out yeah yeah is that something that you had to learn over time or is that something that you've always been pretty secure with the idea of putting love to putting love out to receive a um well i've always been 
a lovable person, <laughs> I think. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, uh, you know... Uh, I mean, how did you come to that conclusion enough to put it in that song? You, you have to learn it, I mm. think. Or at least I had to mm. <laughs> learn it. It, it. it was not an easy process because, you know, for a very long time I struggled uh, with people uh, that, uh, you know, told me things that hurt me. Yeah. I got really, really hurt like, in a way that really um, no, left a mark in me, on yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so um, I really had to uh, go through um, like a journey of, pers- of personal growth to, uh, to get to you know, that conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it was not an easy process right. at all. And it was like I got to it like like at the end of my twenties and so that that's something you have to, you know, learn with time. Yeah. Probably time helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I believe that too. If your actions are all from a place of love, the world gets better. Well said, girl two point Well said. I, I I'm with that. No, I, that resonates a lot with me, um, that idea of p- putting something out there. Are you into, like, meditation or anything like that? Do you meditate or do you um, – meditation. Are you into meditation at all? Um, well, not lately that much. But That's okay. I, 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 do, I do believe in the law of attraction and, mm. you know, the universe. And actually, I use meditation for – um like six months or something ahead of tomorrowland Mm. and i i just you know imagined myself every night before going to sleep um singing like in front of a big audience oh and in in the end it happened so it it works (laughs) so were you doing that sort of to prep yourself because of your because you were uh nervous because of because you were a little scared of that big crowd is that why you're sort of prepping yourself in such a manner no no not at all i i i did not know about tomorrowland before oh when i started (laughs) you didn't know what you you didn't know what you signed on for yeah no not at all (laughs) because i i started well i i don't know i think the end of the year or or something like that but i got to know about tomorrowland i think in june okay so i i did meditate every night before Mm. going to sleep imagining myself in front of a huge crowd um like yeah since the 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 end of the year what and why and why and why did you do that then because I wanted that, oh, <laughs> and I, I wanted that to happen. And I, I was, I was not thinking about Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Of course, I had no idea I was gonna end up at Tomorrowland. Oh, okay. Um, but you use yeah. meditation as a way of sort of. I see what you're saying. You're saying that you were envisioning you playing in front of a big crowd every night for six yeah. months, and then all of a sudden you got an offer to play at Tomorrowland Festival. Then, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I got this... Um, I see. I saw this, you know, mm-hmm. post from the Metropole uh, about this job. I applied and I got the job. Yeah, wow. And that happened, yeah, in, in June, I got the job. So, yeah, it was not a very long wow. preparation, and, and but it was very intense. Mm-hmm. 
preparation, even though it was not long. But uh, yeah, I did not know about it right. before. But I, that's what I really wanted. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm doing this job like like singing i'm doing this because i want to do that right. i want to end up there right somewhere right <laughs> somewhere this of something like yeah. that yeah and so, so you yeah. sort of envisioned it and you're sort of envisioning what you want and so laws of attraction is what you're saying is the, the idea that every night you went to bed and before bed you envisioned yourself singing to a crowd and, and you're putting the intention out there is like this is what i want you're putting the intention out into the universe and and in, in six months later, after doing this night after night, the universe responds with an invitation to Tomorrowland. That's really cool. That's really cool. Uh, that's really that's that's really interesting. So, is that something that you've always sort of practiced in life? Is this rules of attraction thing? I, I know you said it. It took you some learning to sort of put love out to get love, but. You know, it, it goes in other ways, too, you know, like it, it, for what you want in life, like you're saying, envisioning what you want for life. And uh, yeah, well, it's um, it's not that I took a long time to put love to get love, mm -hmm. but I, I, I took a long time to realize um, that, uh, you know, um, I, I would have had to ignore all those uh, things. I've always thought that love was, you know, a solution mm. more than hate. So that's something <laughs> that I already had mm -hmm. uh, in me. But I was saying that—that—that—that's that, that's me. I'm—I'm I'm very uh, like kind natured. <laughs> usually, <laughs> um, I might have my moments, but hey. usually I'm—I'm I'm very kind. And, and polite I try to uh, so that's something I already had but it, I I needed you know a, a long time to you know just put aside you know the hurt from people and have the the guts to you know tell them that that was not okay for me anymore yeah and and and, and to tell them you know that's if you spread love you're gonna get love in return you know instead of Hate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I guess I was saying, like, have you always believed in the rules of attraction? I guess is what I was saying. Is that or is that something that you came to later in life? I I did not believe that before. Mm. <laughs> I have to. I have to admit, I did not know. That's okay. Uh, about mm. the, the the law of attraction mm. until, yeah, actually quite recently. It's like uh, maybe three years. Three and a half mm. years ago. Yeah. Um, so before, I did not know about that at what all. What sort of brought you to that? What brought you to that conclusion, or, or at least to that idea? Um, a very bad breakup. Oh, okay. So more love stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bad, bad breakup. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I was not feeling that well, <laughs> let's say. So I I started you know researching and everything, and that's something that you know gave me a lot of motivation, and it helped me to you know go through everything and yeah. you know starting to rebuild my life again. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Do do you so then? Do you believe in the idea of fate? Do you believe in fate, like you're meant to do stuff, meant to be thing, be, be who you are? Do you believe in fate, I guess? There you go. 
That's the question. Um, fate like destiny. Destiny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Destiny. <laughs> destiny was the right answer or the right que- the right word. I-, I was saying fate, but destiny is what I was saying. The what I meant. Um. Well, I believe that you can create your own destiny. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to believe before that uh, you know, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, not now uh, anymore because I, I, yeah, I just I had I had proof that uh, we create our reality uh, at least in my life. Then everyone has their own experience, mm-hmm. but uh, in my life, yeah, I, I had. You know, prove that uh, it was real. It was working mm-hmm. for me. Right. So you you believe in the fact that you have to make your own destiny. It's like you can't just you, you, that things aren't predetermined. Things you have to create your what you want, and things aren't going to yeah. just happen just because they were written somewhere on a pyramid no. somewhere no, thousands of years ago. No, you have to work for it. Yeah. Uh, well. D- d- the reason why I brought it up is because because I had I, I have that sort of same outlook on it, but I had uh, but I I was I, I don't I read this article or heard it on a podcast. I I can never remember what I'm doing anymore. How I how I consume information is just a mystery to me these days. Like I'm either reading or listening or watching, so it all just comes together. So I'm just gonna say I heard it on a podcast. Uh, so but I was. What, but there's these researchers in Australia who were sort of proving mathematically that that fate was sort of or destiny that was real um, because they were able to uh, prove the idea of time travel and that there's this idea in tri- time travel. I think it's called the God, the grandfather theory. I think that's what it's called. But it's the idea that if you were to go back and let's say stop COVID, right? Like I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to get patient zero. And I'm going to stop COVID so that we don't have to lock down. We all have our gigs. Everybody can go to festivals. Everybody can enjoy their lives like they used to. So like the grandfather um, paradox is what it is. It's the grandfather paradox. What that is, is that if you went back to solve the problem that you're trying to solve, then there wouldn't be a problem to solve. So if you went back to stop patient zero from spreading COVID, uh, there would be no reason for your future self to come back in time to stop COVID because there would be no COVID. So I know that doesn't make sense because we're talking theories and stuff. So there is no reason for you to go back in time if you went back in time and solved the reason you went back in time. I'm so, I, I know that I, I'm sorry you even went here. I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so the grandfather paradox was something that, that sort of lingered in the idea of time travel. And so these Australian researchers mathematically found that no matter what the what you were trying to prevent, um, that the outcome was still going to happen regardless. So let's say you went back to stop patient zero with COVID, um, but in, in the process of, of, of stopping COVID, you caught COVID and now you become patient zero. So like <laughs> what they proved mathematically, now this is all mathematically, this is nothing that's real, uh, well, real 
in the f- anyways it's math uh is so what they're tr- what they're proving is essentially is that no matter what you do to try to change a series of events the events are gonna happen regardless a la destiny so it was just very interesting uh anyways that was a very big me show moment where i was just talking <laughs> a lot so oh don't worry don't worry <laughs> anyway. it's fine i mean it, those are interesting things to hear but but i i just thought it was it was such a interesting idea because of the idea of because i am that person who is like you create your own destiny. You don't just sit around and things are just going to happen because they're predetermined by some, you know, alien, ancient alien in the pyramid somewhere. It, it's like you have to go out and get it. Um, but, you know, now that I've sort of heard about this and I know this is all mathematic theory stuff, I mean, it just sort of puts a wrench in that whole idea. Uh, how does it fall on your ears as someone who, you know, believes in creating their own destiny? Uh, well, yeah, no, that doesn't really uh, change <laughs> what I think. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, you know, this is, well, almost, you know, like talking about religion, like yeah. everyone will have their own opinion uh, about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, you know, I, I can, you know, just um, talk about what works for me mm-hmm. and you know what works for me is, is that and maybe it, it just doesn't work at all for other people and mm-hmm. you know it's it's just different ways of uh thinking and it's uh yeah we just need to respect everyone's way of thinking <laughs> that's a very diplomatic I mean, yeah. answer thank you uh no that's fine it, no it, me too like I, I kind of feel the same way too is like well I still believe that you have to work for what you want. You can't just sit around hoping that destiny has something planned for you. But it does make me reconsider, like, what it means to, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Philomena, thank you so, so much. Is there any, uh, is there any like, websites or anything else you want to promote before we go? Um, well, I think you have my links. Uh, already well my website is on maintenance so i oh. will have to share that another time <laughs> well we can definitely but, put that in the actual um in the, the 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 audio release of this which will be in a couple weeks yeah well first of all uh, thank you of course for of course thank you I, I really enjoyed talking show. to you it was a really uh, you know enjoyable conversation really funny i had fun uh, so that's the important thing right <laughs> Um, and also, you know, I wanted to thank uh, the people that followed us and wrote nice messages. Thank you so much, Philomena. I appreciate you coming on the show. Philomena! That's how I was saying it. I don't think she liked it. She probably doesn't like it right now. Philomena! Uh, I love saying it like that because it makes me feel European, even though I'm just an American dog. Uh, Philomena! There you go. One more just for the road. Go check out Philomena at Instagram.com slash Philomena underscore Croce. And uh, you can also find her new EP, Love Will Come Back, which is going to be released sometime in the month of February. I don't have an exact date. I guess I could have asked. I just didn't. 
Uh, but again, go follow her on her Instagram. All the links are in the show notes. So please do go support your girl. You can also go to RainaMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and go check out Raina Mystique and her new single called Stew. It's a reggae jam. I think you'll like it. They talk about smoking weed and, and oral sex. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's a sexy song. It really is. She Raina is also streaming on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. And that is Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m., eastern standard time and on saturdays whenever she feels like so wild card uh let's see what else we got you can like it or, or, or yeah, yeah yeah come to the twitch stream please please come to the twitch stream don't make me beg okay don't make me beg pathetically in front of my wife okay i'm not gonna do it please come to my twitch stream please please Oh my god, will you guys please come? By the way, my wife is looking at me like I'm like the pathetic dog that I am. <laughs> She's go go wait till you see that snow mound in in the cooler out there. It's it's fucking it's insane. Uh, we had this big snowstorm last night and our garage <laughs> and our garage all the snow like banked in under the crack of the garage and it's like a whole fucking thing it's like a whole mound of snow in the fucking garage it's awful i did get a tooth pulled yesterday it was awful it was like a horrifying experience to go through while being awake my entire plan because sometime last week i was eating um i was eating a burger or something and one of the fucking um one of the sesame seeds went perfectly into my back molar my bottom left bottom right molar and it's a wisdom tooth by the way it was and somehow it punctured through whatever thin veneer that was protecting my raw nerve and it fucking almost like i swear to god my knees like buckled and i had to catch myself because the pain shot through my body like a bullet man it was just like oh god oh and then from then on i couldn't eat like i was drinking my fucking meals i still kind of have to do that so that was last week around tuesday and what was yesterday monday so last tuesday and then from that point on i'm just like or maybe it was Wednesday. i don't know what it was but it was one of those days and it was just awful i couldn't get an appointment i was calling my dentist over and over again and amanda wouldn't return my fucking calls at the office so i had to take my ass down to the dentist's office just to make an appointment because these motherfuckers don't know how to call people back yeah i'm complaining i'm complaining about my health care look the healthcare system is completely overwhelmed right now even if they're not they're just gonna say they are i think this is a great excuse for um for all these medical workers to just sort of you know what we're gonna take we're gonna take it how we can take it all right it was a very traumatic year last year i i, I can't be mad at them okay they're people they have feelings some more than others I've been around doctors who have zero bedside manner. Like zero. I was just talking to my mom about how this horrible woman was just 
like constantly trying to talk her into killing my father in the hospital even though he was cognizant and was saying do not let me die like <laughs> and this bitch is over here like you you're being cruel to okay look whatever i'm not gonna sit here and shit on doctors but they can suck ass sometimes so fuck them um so i got this stupid tooth pulled and they shot the stuff in my thing first of all i had planned to to are you already live right now okay all right i'm gonna wrap this up real quick here so i'd already planned to um i i'd already planned to get completely knocked out for my for the extraction of my tooth but this lady's like we don't do that here and i'm like oh god it was so it was so i was like all right well, it's either this or I don't eat for another week, right? I'm drinking my fucking meals for another week. And I, I, it was great to lose some weight, but fuck that. I don't like losing weight from starvation, okay? It's not really my shit. But uh, yeah, so they uh, numb me up and they, I mean, I didn't really feel a lot of the pain, but it was, I mean, I swear to God, she's like, have you ever like, bent like a metal paper clip back and forth until it sort of breaks from the heat it was like that but like my whole face was going back and forth as this dentist was ripping my tooth out of my mouth it was just it was a horrifying experience i'm telling you like my hands were just like drenched in sweat and and it, it, it they had their little grip oh and here was the best part she put some weird thing in there that she was like you're gonna hear some noises and she started crunching up my fucking tooth by the way the smell that was emitted from that tooth was horrible by the way i, I think i talked about this but i i went to the emergency room the, like in december because i thought i was having a heart attack uh, it turns out my i thought it was my stomach it was my stomach it turns out that it not only did my stomach, I, I'm pretty sure, I didn't get this confirmed, I can't say this is a diagnosed situation, but I'm pretty sure that that stupid rotted tooth was causing all my stomach issues. So uh, yesterday after the tooth was extracted, I, I didn't need to take my stomach medication and I was taking like pills all day, like, like painkillers and I started taking antidepressants now, which is a whole nother bullshit head trip. So I just, I've been eating all these pills, no stomach issues. And it's so, so it's so insane to me to think that this one shitty tooth, and by the way, the dentist was like, cause they were like, so how did they, why did they drill and then not extract it? And I was like, I don't know. They just started drilling. She decided that it was too far gone to save and she just put in a temporary filling yeah i'll wrap up i'll wrap up i'm gonna wrap up because i my my backseat podcasting wife is over here she's also my backseat email writer and my backseat fucking life in any case it the 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 lady the 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 stupid asshole dentist who originally drilled in there was supposed to take it out and she's like oh no no it's very bad she should have took it out very bad and I, I look i'm not even gonna we're gonna keep moving here uh so it was just a uh it, it wasn't a great experience but 
the tooth out. I went home, had a bowl of homemade chicken noodle soup. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night, of course, in pain and pooled blood, but no stomach issues. Like, I look forward to a day today where I'm. Ah! Wait, am I still going? Oh, we're still going. I just can't hear myself. I'm looking forward to the day that today that I get to eat something semi solid. So it's going to be a good day, everybody. Going to be a good day. Okay, I got to go. I got a mod for my wife. So I will talk to you guys Friday. Who I don't even know who's on the fucking show on Friday. So who cares? So uh, I'll see you guys on Friday with somebody. And I do care, by the way. I really do care. And I really appreciate you folks. And I have been noticing those numbers going up. So I appreciate that as well. I hope you guys enjoyed the 300th episode with Ari O'Neill. Go and check that out if you haven't. Very proud to have had Ario on. Of course, uh, today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Jesus Molina. Uh, super awesome and super incredibly talented piano player, multi-instrumentalist, and virtuoso. So tune in live for that. All right, guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I love you. Bye.